Hey guys, it's Katie, and this is Tea on the Rocks. Happy Wednesday, or whatever day you find yourself with my voice in your ears. Here at Tea on the Rocks, we discuss the feminine, the basic, and everything in between. I'm Katie, I'm 30 years old, I'm from Atlantic Canada. If you're new here, welcome, we're just gonna talk. So today, I am actually home for the day. I decided to take a mental health day. Sometimes you need them. For me, I just needed a day where I can kind of rest and recalibrate and get my mind on straight. I've been extremely busy lately. And you know, that's what that time is there for. And there's no shame in it. Today, I wanted to discuss nutrition, but not even nutrition per se. I wanted to talk about eating habits, what I eat in the day, how we eat and how we view food. And I've actually already recorded this episode because Mercury is in retrograde. She started Monday and a side note on that, back up your phones, double check those text messages before you send them. If you're feeling spicy with someone, maybe just think about what you want to say before saying it. From an astrology perspective, Mercury in retrograde means that communication, technology, how we understand things and all of that good stuff is confused. It's moving backward. Of course, that is what retrograde means. And from an astronomy perspective, this is a real phenomenon. Mercury about four, the planet Mercury, of course, um, about four times out of the year for about six weeks at a time will look like it's moving backwards in the sky. And all the planets do this, actually. It's just Mercury, of course, has a shorter orbit around the sun. It's closer to the Earth. We kind of notice it more. So before we get into today's topic, I wanted to do a couple of segments, starting with what I'm wearing. And I like to call this the summer sweatpant, which is a very loose kind of cottony dress from Walmart that I got months ago. And it's just really comfortable. It's what I wear around the house. John is so lucky, he's a lucky man. But really it's the summer precursor to winter sweatpants. And honestly, I wish I could wear it in the winter. I wish it wasn't so cold in the winter so I could continue to wear it, but it's only 12 degrees Celsius today. So it's a beautiful day, but you know, she, she's cold. What show am I watching? So John and I recently started Lula Rich, that documentary on the multi-level marketing clothing company called LuLaRoe. I think it's really interesting. I've seen a lot of content on TikTok about it. So far, it seems to be a mix between the actual owners of the company being like, no, no, like we didn't take advantage of young Utah mothers. We don't spout our Mormon beliefs to them and guilt trip them for not selling enough clothing and making enough money. And also the former retailers talking about their experiences. It's really interesting. It's not often that John and I actually like the same shows, but I rewatch a lot of the same shows. I'm talking like Downton Abbey, Parks and Rec, Friends, Gilmore Girls, because I, of course, have two jobs. My brain is busy <laughs> a lot of the time, and I just like to zone out. 
and it honestly does kind of help with my anxiety to watch things I've already watched, but that I will continue to enjoy. John is one of those people that really enjoys trying new things, watching new shows, gaining these new experiences, and I really admire that about him because I wish I could be like that. So when we do find a show that we can watch together, it's it's great. I, I really enjoy it because that means we spend time together, spend quality time and we can discuss and it's a bonding experience. Next question, what am I reading? Well, I just finished The Song of Achilles and let me say it was sad. Of course, listen, don't before you come for me, the Homer was the Homer. The Iliad was written thousands of years ago by Homer and we already know what happens to Patroclus in the story. Patroclus is also the the narrator in Song of Achilles. He does die. Achilles dies. Of course, it's very sad. I think I appreciate the author's other work, Circe, a little more because not only is it told from the perspective of a, a, a witch that was notorious for millennia, but also just her human experiences. And the ending of that book is just very appropriate and it's very hopeful and I just really, I think I just enjoyed it a lot more. Also, if you're mad at me for spoiling A Song of Achilles, that book came out 10 years ago. So just, just, just go read it. It's like, you know, these, these, this story has been retold countless times. There's uh, the movie Troy with Brad Pitt and Eric Bana. There's the uh, limited series that was on Netflix, Troy, Fall of a City. Uh, which I really enjoyed. It was a different take on the story. But what I'm trying to say is, is this story has been told for thousands of years, many different ways. If you don't know the ending, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> and next question, plans for the weekend? Well, I think I'm gonna go for a walk with my friend Norma and perhaps get a pedicure. But other than that, I don't really have a lot going on. And that's kind of the way I like it. So let's get into today's topic. And really, I don't even know if nutrition and eating habits is the appropriate kind of title for it because it's not about, it's not me preaching about how everybody needs to eat healthier. It's just my discussion of food and my experience with food and how it makes me feel. And this is my experience and it might be different to yours and you may feel differently about food and that's okay. You know, peace and love. Like if if you don't want to listen to this, that's totally like 100% with you. I have two other episodes, I'm gonna have many more. And if you feel triggered by discussion of calories, food, food aversion, eating, just stream my other episodes. It's all love, it's all good. Don't even worry about it. For those of you who have TikTok, have you seen the creator Emily Mariko? M-A-R-I-K-O. Recently, she put out a video that is of her making some leftovers, but she's preparing it in a very aesthetic way. Quick transitions, sharp, crisp noises and hand movements. And she makes uh, leftovers, it's salmon, rice. And she puts an ice cube on the rice, which is meant to, of course, rehydrate the rice and rehydrate the salmon. She covers it with wax paper. She puts it in the microwave. She takes it out. She puts avocado on it and she uses those little seaweed papers that you can get as sort of a deconstructed sushi situation. 
it looks great. It honestly looks phenomenal. And I think that this went viral. I think at this point it has a million likes and a couple million views because not only because of the aesthetic nature of the food in the video, which is almost like a functional ASMR video. It's very satisfying and relaxing to watch. So we, we like the video because of that, but we also like to see what our fellow humans consume. And furthermore, we like to cross-reference this with our own habits. And when you combine an aesthetic food video with the desire to emulate it, you get something that can be really special on social media that can grow really quickly. And I thought that was so interesting. And you know, when she, when this creator made this video, I'm sure she was just showing off what she was speaking for lunch. She wasn't getting that analytical into it. But I think, again, you know, we see the aesthetic nature of the video, we see the relaxing transition, we, sh we hear the relaxing noises, and we see the satisfying outcome of her eating her meal. And we wanna go do the same thing. And you know what? I tell you, when you talk about plans for the weekend, I'm probably gonna make salmon and rice on Friday and try to emulate what she created on Saturday. Because it's just, uh, social media is such an interesting beast. And I think it's really interesting how food videos in particular are so popular. And not only just on TikTok, we have what I eat in a day vlogs on YouTube, which I actually love because again, not only do we want to see the prepared final product, but we want to try and see what we can change in our own lives to emulate these people who we see as influential. So that is really interesting. And I just wanted to kind of open up with that. And then I kind of wanted to segue into what I eat in a day on a regular weekday. I start the day off with a protein coffee and I use the Atkins shakes. I, of course, as I've said in a previous pod, I froth it up with maybe a little cinnamon or pumpkin pie spice or just a splash of creamer. Sometimes I do a little salted caramel situation and that kind of like tides me over until I eat my breakfast which usually consists of two gluten-free waffles, like just the small kind of ego looking ones that you can get at Superstore, they're super good. So I'll have two of those and some egg whites. Usually I will just do about a half a cup of egg whites and some cheese. And I will put those on the waffles and eat those. Mid-morning I'll usually have a protein bar. For lunch I'll have either a chickpea salad or a cheese wrap. So cheese wrap would be just those like cheese folios that you can get at Costco or Superstore. Put some ham or turkey meat in there and some lettuce and honey mustard. And I think that's really good. Then for an after work snack, I'll have cucumbers and there's this um, pico covered guacamole that you can get at Walmart or Superstore and it's really, really good. I will have a couple of smaller cucumbers with that. And then I'll have chicken and potatoes for supper. My palate is pretty basic. And that's my eating as of right now. Sometimes I find that my eating habits are quite cyclical. 
I'll become fixated on certain meals or snacks, like smoothies or oatmeal or gluten-free waffles, eggs, whatever. And I will spend a couple of weeks eating one thing and then cycle to the other and then the third and then go back again. This really is just how I keep it interesting for myself, but also these foods are all safe. And what I mean by safe is that have you ever had a sandwich that had a crunch in it? Or chicken that started tasting too much like chicken. These are foods that if I do have a food aversion to eventually, I know I can pick it back up again. I just need like a couple weeks of a break. And this may not be normal for most people. I think I might have like undiagnosed ADHD or something. So I'm very sensory with my foods and my textures. But basically I'm in the middle between... I can't eat the same thing every day, but I do rotate a lot of the same things. So I wanted to discuss the keto diet. And I'm not talking about the science of it, the ins and outs of it. I wanted to discuss when I did do it, I felt very ill and gaunt all the time. I would almost pass out when I went shopping. Um, I just, you know... I felt very skinny and I looked very skinny, but I was in the worst shape of my life and the worst health of my life, honestly, I think. And I used to see it as a mark of success that I felt very gaunt and, and very like dehydrated. And I used to say, oh, well, that must mean I'm losing weight. And boy, it sure was. I think I lost like 70 pounds and my body was so stressed out and I lost the 70 pounds in a matter of just under a year. That's a lot of weight to lose in a year. I don't care who you are. That's a lot of weight to lose in a year. I think that once I started reintroducing healthy carbohydrates into my diet and moving more, like I wasn't exercising at all. Are you kidding me? If I tried to exercise then, I probably would have had a stroke. Like I was just that ill. And Yes, I did gain some of the weight back and I'm still kind of like grappling with that, but I'm a lot healthier. I have a lot more stamina. I have a lot more energy. I could barely work the one job that I had at the time. And now I have two jobs, a podcast, hobbies, a personal life, and time to exercise. And I still like, honestly, even though I am kind of taking a day for myself, I still feel like I have the energy to tackle all of this and then some. I do see the benefit of low carb eating or really just eliminating like gluten and excess breads and such. Uh, I don't think my body really does love that stuff in excess, but I'm trying to reframe food as just food and not be so restrictive. I think when you are so restrictive with what you eat, you don't really learn moderation and sustainability. Let's say you do want to lose weight. Good for you. That's great. But I think it's better to incorporate more movement into your day, like getting 10,000 steps a day or whatever. Finding movement that feels good to you, feels good to your body and that's sustainable and combine it with a sustainable diet where you can, I don't even like saying diet, just like a sustainable way of eating where you can enjoy all the foods that you want to eat, but do it in a way that's not like bingy or too restrictive, if that makes sense. I will say I do try to eat foods that fuel me. I do eat junk food a little more on the weekends, but I still try and be mindful. <laughs> I hate that word, as we know. Um, I still do, though, try to be mindful with what I eat. My body image, 
I wouldn't say it's amazing right now. Of course, as I've mentioned, I have put back on some of the weight that I lost, but overall I do feel stronger. Like I said, I think my body is capable of so much more and I think that I'm in better health overall. I still do calorie counting. And this is kind of a tricky one because calorie counting is, it, it does have its place, especially if you are trying to lose weight or gain control over your eating habits or even just try to see where you are like in terms of how much food that you eat in a day i myself have a tendency to overeat sometimes and i think that calorie counting does help me with portions when it comes to foods that i tend to overeat on which is like bread like gluten-free bread <laughs> i don't know what they've put in it lately but it's addictive and i think maybe it's just because i don't eat bread a lot and when I do eat the gluten-free bread, I'm just like, oh my goodness, like I need to get all of this into me. <laughs> so my trick is to just not buy it or track what I eat to, quote, hold myself accountable. And I think there's other ways to hold yourself accountable when it comes to what you eat. But for me, that is what works for me right now. I don't do it every single day, but probably 80% of the time. When it comes to weighing myself, I do struggle with this one as well. I do have a scale, but I use it less and less. It's sort of a situation where I'm torn between wanting to know where I stand, so to speak, and just not wanting to make myself unhappy. It's like, maybe it'll show something that I want to see, but I'm not any different than I was before. My weight's not going to change in those few seconds when I weigh myself. I did actually go a month without weighing myself, and I felt really proud of myself. I felt happier. I wasn't always worried about it. I did think about it sometimes and I did weigh myself today and I was literally the exact same. And it's like, what was all that hullabaloo about? I am trying to get to a point where maybe I only weigh myself once a month like I did because I will say I was just so much happier. I was really more focused on moving more, getting my steps in and just generally making my body feel healthy and well rather than worrying about what I weigh like I used to weigh myself every day and that's honestly just the most toxic thing that you could do for yourself but I think what I'm trying to get at with this whole topic is that it's important to be healthy and it's important to be mindful about what you eat at the end of the day there's no good food and there's no bad food and I think that it matters most how you're feeling versus what the number says on the scale because that's like two percent of what it is you know if you are trying to lose weight or if you are trying to gain weight there are other things that you can use measuring yourself pictures old clothing or new clothing and you know this isn't the focus here isn't about losing weight of course it's just about my experience how far I've come with my nutrition and how I fuel myself and how I view my body. This was a bit of a short one. I think by the time I edit it, it'll be about maybe 20 minutes. But I just, again, wanted to discuss how I feel about food, how I feel about food as a piece of social currency, like in TikTok or vlogs or whatever. I, again, think that what I eat in a day mini vlogs on TikTok are just so attractive. They are fun to watch, uh, but they can also be triggering to watch. You know what I mean? Especially when they're combined in conjunction with the that girl quote aesthetic, which I think is quite harmful. I hope you have a wonderful week. 
I hope you eat what you want to eat and that you feel well and that you're kind to yourself. And with that, that wraps it up. Thank you for joining me and thanks for listening to Tea on the Rocks. Thank you.